Well, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I'm here. All right. <laughs> nice. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome I to the show. It. Indeed. Um, and good morning to those who, you know, would listen to this in the morning or whenever. We do have we do have listeners. Somewhere. Somewhere, <laughs> yeah. All over the world. Oh, good. Well, count me as one of them. That's always so, nice to hear. All right. Um, yeah, so welcome to the Writering Podcast, and we welcome Crystal. Um who was so gracious, graciously uh, agreed to join us today. As part um, of my mission to make sure you don't talk so much. Um, indeed. <laughs> so why not, why don't you take the lead and uh, introduce her and start <laughs> off the questioning, you know, so yes, I don't talk um, that much. Okay, so, uh, I mean, everybody knows who we are already. Uh, I'm Martin, this is Greg, and yeah, he talks far too much, as we already have established. Uh, and joining us tonight, uh, today, um, for the, uh, as the first guest of uh, the new season is uh, Crystal Redding, um, a fellow author of uh, Urban Fantasy. Um, so, uh, Crystal, why don't you uh, tell us about yourself? What sort of uh, what sort of things that you're writing, and what sort of uh, things have inspired you? Okay. Um, well, obviously, I really enjoy the urban fantasy genre. Um, I've read extensively in it. Um, I guess I started off from horror, kind of branched fantasy, weird kind of segue there, but. Um, Right now, I'm writing my first urban fantasy novel, so that's been a fun trip, learning a lot of new things. Um, I guess always a big venture. Definitely, uh, learned so many different things, and still learning things, and making lots of mistakes. But that's to be expected. It's how we learn, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Interesting fact: I'm from Alaska. Um, I live in the South now. Um, so very big difference. Um, and I think that's about it. Um, not that interesting, I don't think. I like to write. That's a big thing to read. So I'm a big reader as well. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I think one of the things that, um, connects, uh, both us here and also everybody who listens to us is the, uh, the, the love of writing, um, so uh, we've all got that in common, at least. Right. Indeed. Exactly. What I would like to ask is, um, why urban fantasy? Can you, can you pinpoint a, a reason um, why, you, why you got into it? Or, or is there any aspects of it that you, you are uh, quite fond of? How did that come about? Oh, good question. Um, like I mentioned, I actually started reading, I guess it's kind of odd, but 
horror. I was really interested in the horror genre. And um, for the longest time, I thought I would be a horror author. Um, and then I think by chance, I picked up a book and I cannot for the life of me remember the first urban fantasy book that I read. Um, but I started be, being in vampires and werewolves. And from then sort of found my way into the urban fantasy genre. And it was just fascinating seeing, you know, these supernatural creatures, um, you know, that I've read about from a horror standpoint or um, setting in a totally different setting in, you know, modern times um, and, you know, in an urban setting. And I don't know, it just, you know, clicked with me. It fascinated me. And um, just the fact that you can lose yourself, you can immerse yourself so well in that type of, because, you know, I live in an urban, you know, sort of area and it's easy to kind of imagine, you know, like a secret society of supernatural creatures or, you know, even one where in an alternate reality, you know, they're in the open. Um, so that kind of spoke to me and kind of made me want to explore that genre more. And the more I read it, the more I was certain that I definitely wanted to start writing in that genre. Yeah, definitely. There is that uh, advice that uh, many writers uh, hold through is that uh, write what you know. So, you know, if you live in a live in a big city, it, uh, it's kind of challenging to write about uh, farmers and the like. That's true enough. And um, are you are you writing kind of a darker sort of urban fantasy? Like some are, are there any remnants of uh, of your horror uh, past, or or is it is it something more um, more light lighter or or more uplifting? Uh, that's not the right word. <laughs> definitely not there are definitely light moments I think I like to blend a lot of um things that I've read in the past kind of maybe horror elements but not or maybe just darker a darker tone um but there are definitely light-hearted um I definitely like to spice it up with a little bit of humor here and there um of course I find it funny so I'm not really sure if the readers find it funny uh, speaking as one of them, but, I certainly do. <laughs> um, but I definitely always, even like shows or books, the blend of um, balance out or counterbalance with um, darker themes. Um, I think they complement each other very well. Um, so I try incorporating. Um, so I don't really find myself using more or going back. I suppose, but um, I suppose it's for the better. Um, but I definitely try to blend a little bit of everything that I've taken from the things that I've read. Um, maybe not as a whole, but at least bits and pieces of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and before Martin jumps in with the next question, let me just ask um, if you had to pick one, vampires or verbals? Definitely werewolves. Okay. Definitely werewolves. I don't know. Something about being undead, like, it's not really appealing. 
Although I guess being cherry isn't really appealing either. I don't know. No, definitely werewolves. Okay. I'm I'm still reeling from the fact that apparently I'm asking the next question. I mean, I, I wasn't prepared for this. Well, you know, the your aim was to for me to talk less. So. Um, well, yeah, there is think. that. But um, I mean, as you can tell, Crystal, this is a, a very professional outfit we're running out. Oh, I'm having fun, but well, Martin. So you've written about vampires. So I have. You you have like a favorite type of vampire or do you have a favorite um vampire i guess um from a different like a show or a book like specific the kind of favorite i suppose you you, you're going for um i think the uh, uh, the one that kind of inspired me the most would probably be uh the underworld movies um although i still quite liked the uh the aspect of um, vampires still being able to uh, exist in in the daylight. Um, I even came up with a reason for that, so that was that was a good save on my part, I think. Um, yeah, the, the the main inspiration for me probably came from Underworld, um, and kind of trying to wanting to try and expand on some of the views and ideas from that, I guess. <clears throat> but uh, I, I, I certainly say I certainly think that um, something you, you and I have in common, Crystal, is the fact that we we want to try and blend darker things with bits of humor. Um, certainly, that seemed to be the way my uh, my second book went. Um, it, it is always good to have uh, humor in a book, as long as it's not out of place if it's right for the characters and certainly with the characters you write, it's, it's definitely appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's also that humor is such a fickle thing. I feel like especially writing it. I mean, I assume that stand up is very difficult as well. And just any, well, any type of comedy really, but um, definitely writing comedy is, has been a complete, learning experience for me because I'm it's very hit or miss I found um because something I find funny you know just fail like but I don't know well it's one of those things where you can't please all of the people all of the time really isn't it I mean I'm sure there's a lot of the things that I've written that I thought were hilarious and some other people may have found funny but other people may have just gone what the hell is he kind of trying to do um, but yeah, I mean, if, if I was uh, to um, uh, level a question towards you, then it would probably be um, the, the characters that you've got in uh, in the, the, the story you're writing at the moment. Um, I believe we're talking about uh, Issa, V, and Ron. Those three. Um, they've all got a very sort of uh, mythological uh background to them um is uh in mythology uh, uh something that's uh, important to you as well um yes um, especially greek mythology um i was obsessed with it when i was younger um i feel like a lot of kids were mm -hmm. but um i would just 
I don't know, the stories just fascinated me that, um, you know, these people from, you know, these times would have, you know, all this mythos and all these, you know, gods and goddesses and, you know, they like heroes and um, just, you know, just the stories and all these stories that were passed down um, and, you know, just different versions and it just fascinated me. Um, and then the Greek mythology and then, you know, there's so many other cultures that have, you know, all these other mythologies and all these other tales and you know they're some of them are just as entertaining as you know books out today um, absolutely and so i for all these mythologies into one book and so you have um it's uh, with the Egyptian mythology and her background and Ron with Arthurian um, and King Arthur and um, his mythology. And then um, a little bit of um, Hindu and Indian mythology thrown in there. And so they're all interacting with each other. Um, yeah, uh, from from my perspective as, uh, as someone who's... Um... Uh, who eagerly reads uh, every little snippet of the story that you post. Um, uh, I definitely think it's a it's it's a blend that's working for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wanted to get I guess the best of everything. So it's kind of like a blender of just every mythology possible. Right now, they're in you know looking forward to heading for the Greek underworld, and it's a lot of Greek mythology that they're interacting with. Um, but, you know, I have plans, you know, for North mythology and a whole bunch of other mythologies, just all interacting with each other in a, um, you know, more or less urban, well, urbanized version of, um, let's say, Greek mythology or North mythology. Um, or at least it's super fun to read. It's, it, it seems like a, a crazy melting pot of insanity, which is just brilliant to read. Yes, I feel like with all the mythologies interacting with you, you get so many different and exciting and just crazy and <laughs> off the wall interactions. Like it just basically writes itself. Um, and I'm just kind of along for the ride. You know, the stuff that I, I would want to see, like, oh, well, you know, they're interacting with Achilles. Like, what would happen? And from there, it just like the idea just explodes. And it's like, yeah, so that's if, exactly if, what I would have. I may chirp in with a, with a question. Uh, uh, because uh, this is fascinating that you you use um, mythology as a as not just a backdrop, but uh, but also as an integral part uh, of the of the story and of the setting. Um, but before I do that, um, I'm known apart from talking too much on this podcast. Um, I'm known for my love for the for the meta aspect of writing and uh, I just realized that uh, urban fantasy is uh, for me uh, is more based on on my experiences as playing uh, the world of darkness games back in the day I don't know if any of you um, familiar with them it sounds vaguely familiar Vampire the Masquerade and uh, 
um, and all those kinds of uh, there was a there was a separate setting for werewolves and uh, changelings and uh, those kind of uh, creatures, um, and and a lot of uh, obviously we are talking about the nineties. Uh, mostly, so um, a lot of the stuff like uh, Underworld and 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 the urban fantasy of today is kind of build build on those. Um, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's it's kind of fascinating to me that uh, when you talk about kind of taking a darker turn um, as you progress, is do you think? And this is before my question about the mythology. Do you think you can uh, you can explore overarching themes and and uh, morality and uh, and those kind of things um, without turning a little dark and without turning um, a, a little serious? Hmm. Well, um, I believe you can it's just those aren't the stories that i'm interested in mm-hmm. i like stories that kind of examine you know the human character or even the human character as told through you know these creatures like vampires you know they're once human um you know and they live so in a lot of them you know live long lives you know so you know just exploring you know their feelings you know their their loss just you know, really delving into the characters, um, and you know, um, darker stories. Um, you know, it's not just going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. All right, uh, Martin. Crystal. Do you have... Crystal's here. Yes. Yes, she's been here, um, which is more than I can say. You know. Stop fiddling with things. I feel like I've cursed your podcast. I didn't fiddle with anything! <laughs> I was gesticulating wildly over the top of my phone. I was nowhere near it. Um, you know, um, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I was just... I'm holding you in response, Greg. It's not my fault. It's, it's not, you know, it's not like I, I, you know, I reached out um, across half Europe and, you know, pushed something <laughs> on your phone. So you said, oh, <laughs> yeah, me and my ways. So anyway, um, I was just going to say that uh, even though that, uh, um, like you said, many readers won't consciously recognize the amount of research that went into into a particular detail, um, they do recognize the care and they do recognize, I think, the... Um, Crystal, you said it's kind of backward that that uh, you you built up the story, which I think is actually the 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 right way from a reader's perspective because it's it's the character that we 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 identify with, we 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 follow th- through all those uh, uh, things that they experience, and um, you know that that kind of care will show up in the in, in in the work and uh and that's what uh that's what keeps us interested and invested um so that's uh 
that's a pretty nice way to go about it, I would say. Yeah. I mean, after all, the, uh, the, the characters are actually our window into the story you want Absolutely. to tell. So um, when, when the characters are crafted with, with such care and precision and what is clearly a, a huge amount of love for the characters, you know, that, that comes through in, in, in the, uh, the way they're written. I am the one who, who, who does things backwards and uh, I cannot start writing anything until I have the world in place um, in which to tell the story. And, uh, and it's, uh, that, that one is a, is a strange process because I know a lot. I, I do a lot of research as well, but not necessarily into the, into the characters. Um, but instead, you know, why, why is the world the way it is? And once I have that down, then I can I can put characters in it and and start throwing things at them, which is you know I think I, um, in in this in this regard I think um, out of the three of us I've got the easiest job there because the world in which I'm telling my stories is this one. Um, so <laughs> unlike you, Greg, I'm not crafting a world from scratch. I'm scratch, and I'm unlike Crystal, I'm not crafting a world that's uh, so heavily based in mythology i just use what's already here um which may be seen as the lazy way to do it i was just going I to don't say know. that you're a slacker <laughs> i was actually going to say that my um the actual urban fantasy book that i'm writing currently um is actually set in you know my current city so I wouldn't call it lazy. It's just I know it well, and it works with the characters, and so I don't think it's lazy, Martin. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> At least I'm not alone. You know, right? I feel better now. Write what you know. That's that's a that's a golden rule. Unless you don't know anything like me, and then you know you write what you fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another topic that I wanted to raise um, is that uh, I'm very glad that uh, um, we get to talk to um, women who write um, because it's awesome. But even more than that, um, um, writers of color. And uh, I think uh, diversity is a hot topic um, currently. And uh, we we would love to hear your your thoughts on it or your experience with it and what you think is is wrong with the world or how can we make it better um and, Other than and just a hold... lot yeah yeah i mean you know <laughs> we should do everything we can and and there's a lot wrong with it um so um it would be uh really interesting uh, to hear um your perspective Is it is it something like for example is it something that you you actively and consciously um, uh, translating into your writing or do you think it uh, it kind of shows up anyway or is it something that you you um, you feel is uh, has affected your um, career or your uh, life 
in some way. I guess I'll preface it just by saying that this is my personal experience, so I can't speak, obviously, for everybody. Um, but there are two sides, I suppose, to this, because I am female and I am a person of color. And sometimes those mix or blend, but sometimes they're completely separate, um, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Um, so I suppose I'll try to speak as both a woman and a person of color. Um, so growing up, there weren't a whole bunch of books that included people that looked like me. Um, so I guess as a person of color, um, it didn't impact me. It didn't make the books that I read any less enjoyable. It was just something that was kind of always in the back of my head. Like, well, you know, where, you know, the people of color, where, you know, black women, where, you know, black people, where where are these characters like they're in the world as well um but you don't really see them too often and a lot of the main characters you know you're expected to get in that character's head to feel like you know you're living the story through the character's eyes and you know depending on the author sometimes it's really easy to for, you know forget who you are and to fall into that um into that um narrative but again Sometimes in the corner of my mind, I'm like, well, um, it, it's a little bit difficult um, to do so. But again, it doesn't make the story any less enjoyable. Um, that that representation isn't there. It's just something that you notice. And it's something that I feel for a long time has been expected of people of color to um, just kind of accept that the main characters of these stories that you love are not going to represent you. Um, and that is the norm. That's the norm. Um, so you just learn not to expect those things. You just learn not, not to expect it. Um, so when you do see a person of color or a woman, you know, in a strong role, you know, it's just, it's exciting. It's, it's new, it's novel it's, and it's great. On the other hand, I feel, especially more recently, and again, speaking from personal experience, um, I do enjoy that there's more talk about, um, that people are talking more about um, adding or being more inclusive and, um, you know, being LGBT friendly, being, you know, more um, person of color friendly, um, and adding these characters and this rep these representations, you know, in the story. Um, I won't say that I set out to make Issa um, the main character of the book. It kind of just happened. But I'm really glad that, you know, she's a strong, you know, person of color and she's female um, for this, for that series that I'm working on. And even in my um, current novel, um, the main character is a white male um, that I'm writing from his perspective but it's in first person perspective, but his partner is a female and she's black. Um, and I, again, I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't do that intentionally. That's just who the character came to me as. So um, like I said, I am very glad and um, that there's such a positive light in including and in being inclusive. But then on the other hand, I do not 
necessarily support adding diversity just mm-hmm. for the sake of diversity. Um, which is funny because I actually just had this discussion. Um, I was going through characters in my own novel and just sort of picking out um, diverse characters and like, is this rep- like, is this represented or is this not? And the thing is, I didn't want to just add representation just to add it. Um, I wanted it to be meaningful and I didn't want the characters to feel flat or just added in, you know, as background characters and then, you know, to say, hey, token characters. I'm here, I'm represented. Right. Um, because, again, as a person of color, having those token characters isn't, doesn't make me feel good as, uh, either. Um, you know, you want them to have meaningful stories. You know, you don't want to fall in love with them. You want to hate them. You know, you want them to be actual characters. So um, I feel like there's two sides to the issue. You know, there needs to be a talk about it. And I feel that, you know, it should be more accepting to see, especially on the covers of, you know, urban fantasy or, you know, any genre really, um, but especially urban fantasy. Um, when I go, you know, to the bookstore and I look at all these titles and, or the book covers, I don't really see any, you know, I don't see any black women. I see women, which is great. Um, and that's what really, that's another point that um, drew me to the genre is, you know, the strong female um, characters that they have in these roles but I would really love to see more, you know, like um, maybe a strong Asian character or a strong, you know, Black character um, in those roles as well and on the front covers um, of these books. And I'm afraid that publishing companies may not be as likely to put people of color on these books for fear that they won't sell. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad that there's talk about it and, you know, we're discussing these things. Um, and I hope that in the future um, that we won't need these discussions, that it'll just be something you can go into a bookstore or, you know, pick up a book and feel represented enough or that it's not the norm for it just to be one yeah. way, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, That would be, I guess, my hope for the future. You know, what's interesting is that, uh, and this is one of my favorite examples, is that if you read The Lord of the Rings or any Tolkien, um, he uses very, very little um, character descriptions. Um, and he gets away mm-hmm. with it too. Uh, and that's kind of the benefit of, uh, you know, uh, working out um, 5,000 years of history and three fully fledged languages before setting out to write a story. Um, but, uh, but he gets away with it. And, uh, and it's, uh, it, it got me thinking, um, I, I read the Scalzi um, essay on uh, on something different, and it and, but it, it it got me thinking that lately, it because um, movies and TV and and the visual representation, like even even on on the covers um, of books, um, is such integral part of uh, of the story. Um, that we we kind of mm-hmm. you know we we go in with certain expectations 
whereas with the Lord of the Rings, um, Aragorn could be could be a uh, a person of color. There's practically nothing in the text um, that would say otherwise. Well, maybe not Aragorn because I think uh, there's a there's a brief description of him, but uh, but the majority of the characters, mm-hmm. and that's kind of uh, as a as a white guy, um, it's uh, it's somewhat uh, uh, dangerous ground for me to navigate. But I think it's uh, going back to that to to for for the reader to be able to identify with the character um, because they are physically um, not precisely defined. Um, beyond you know the obvious like if it like gender is something that you can't go around but uh but uh with skin color that's that's something that uh that can be done and has been done um that would be just you know Mm -hmm. just your imagination on the page and there is no you know um or or uh it it was actually a, a very um hot uh news item um, maybe a year or two back, is that whether Hermione in Harry Potter is black or white, um, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. there is actually nothing in the text that would say that she is white. Actually, there is. Is is there? You yeah. don't. Um, somebody, uh, um, somebody on uh, on Twitter actually found, um, actually responded to a post that uh, J.K. Rowling had made um, because I think at the time there was a Harry Potter stage show being done or something like that. Yeah. And there was a, a person of color who had been passed, uh, cast as Hermione and J.K. Rowling had said, oh yeah, this is great. I mean, yeah, there was never any description saying she's one way or the other. And yet somebody had actually found an excerpt where it actually specifically says that Hermione has quite pale skin which aside from the fact that it's showing that J.K. Rowling has no knowledge of what's in her own books it does kind of (laughs) refute that but that's just one particular while we're on the subject of um of diversity and things uh it, it it does pain me to admit that I've still got a a long way to go when it comes to diversity. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely writing strong female characters because that's one thing I've always wanted to put in my books because for so long, every, every time I read a book, there was never any really decent, strong female characters um, except for the Honor Harrington sci-fi in the past. Um, So I wanted to bring that in. Um, and I'm thinking about um, the LGBTIQA plus inclusivity. Um, uh, the book I'm working on at the moment does actually prominently feed a character who's lesbian and her fiance, who is bi. Um, but I'm I'm really struggling with making sure that uh, people of color are properly represented. And as, as Crystal mentioned, not in a way that makes them feel like token characters, but where they're actually represented as proper, fully fleshed out characters that are there because they're 
they ha they're appropriate for that uh, position in the story. Okay, let me stop you right there because you're I, breaking, I, breaking I up work. horribly. Is mm -hmm. it just me? Well, that's your or... fault, Greg. <laughs> no, it's me as well. Okay. Uh, could have been my mic flapping around. Yeah, that, that, that you know, stop flapping around. Stop are, you, are, you hearing, are, are you hearing me better now? Yes. Okay, so um, I don't know where you heard what you heard up to. I heard most of it, okay. and um, you guys mentioned Harry Potter a couple um, when a couple years back when The Hunger Games was actually really popular. Mm -hmm. There was a whole, I suppose, debacle about um, what the nationality or race of Rue, one of the characters from the book, was, and they cast Rue as, um, you know, a little black girl, Amandala, and I cannot remember her name, her last name. But, um, and there was, you know, people on Twitter who were like, you know, she's not black. There's nothing, you know, in there that says she is or, and I do believe that there is a, like a very, very vague brief mention of it, of her skin tone. Um, in the text, but people had, you know, had already come up with their own, you know, what she looked like in their own heads. And so they were against, originally, I believe they were against Rue being, um, you know, not what they expected, I suppose. I don't even think it was necessarily her skin color, just not what they expected her to look like based on their right. reading. And again, there weren't, I don't any, um, indications of what her what she looked like what the little girl looked like um and I think that's what kind of started well I think she looks like this well you know she shouldn't look like that she should look like this um so along the similar lines of the Harry Potter um with Hermione yeah hello it had nothing to do with me I didn't boot you <laughs> Well, technology, right? Yeah. Um, so what what I was going to say is that kind of uh, that's that's both that could be both the solution and and kind of uh, another Pandora's box to open if um, if 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 the practice would be kind of widespread again. To, to kind of let go of, of strict physical descriptions of characters. And I kind of like uh, first-person perspectives because mm -hmm. they kind of prevent you from overly describing your main character because, you know, it feels awkward when, when it's coming from a, a first-person perspective. It feels forced. I should know. I tried. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, that that kind of I think um, diversity comes from uh, you know um, from the natural need or or the or the or the mindset of the writer it's uh, themselves to to um, you know if if they are not inclusive. Um, 
in their heads than no amount of editing and and uh, and uh, uh, writing diverse characters will help because it will not ring true. It will be just uh, a gimmick that that they do for whatever reason. Um, and and on the other mm-hmm. hand, those of may I dare I say those of us who who kind of naturally gravitate toward like Martin said uh, he he writes strong female characters because he always wanted to do that um, I'm the same way I um, I'm, I'm writing about um, female characters because I find them interesting and I find them more um, interesting to impersonate so to speak during writing to get in their heads then then i find you know my my own gender um because it's something new and it's something uh exciting for me um but so so those of us who 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 do have that um inherent acceptance and and inclusiveness in our heads um we kind of just uh kind of stay dumbfounded by by all those all this uh controversy around like you know a movie adaptation casting choices and and whatnot but then again neither of us are are a person of color or a woman so um we definitely have a, di- a very different experience of this yeah. mm-hmm. I have to say, I find this kind of humorous. Um, the whole reason my main character for the novel that I'm writing is a male and um, is because I felt that there was an oversaturation of strong female characters in specifically in the urban fantasy genre. I can't speak for other genres, but... Uh, and so my question for you is, do you... How do you feel about the portrayal of, I will say, quote unquote, the strong female characters in within the urban fantasy genre, um, I guess, currently? Um, because I feel like there's a, there's the, there are strong female characters and then there's the stereotypical strong female character where they say they are but you know their actions prove otherwise which is I got I became tired of reading you know those types of characters those type of females you know I was excited when I first started reading in the urban fantasy um, genre because there were all these you know female characters and you know they were you know the main characters of these books and I was so very excited but then the more I started you know reading um, the more books I started reading, I started noticing um, a trend and not a good trend of female characters saying or literally stating, oh, I'm, I'm a strong female character or I'm a strong female or, you know, I'm an independent woman, but like literally in the next scene needing to be rescued or which doesn't necessarily make you weak, but, you know, when you spend most of your book you know being it does kind of undermine their position as a strong female exactly. character right and it's like a trend and so one of the main pushes for me um to write the novel that i'm writing now is because i got tired 
actual I and which is odd for me to say as a woman but I got I became tired of you know those types of female characters and I wanted to see um a male character actually um in this genre sort of along the lines of um the Dresden Files you know I love that series um and I mean if you know Jim Butcher had made um Harry a woman you know that would have been interesting as well but I do like what he's done you know he's a well-rounded character and that's kind of what I hope for you know moving forward in the urban fantasy as it you know grows and continues to grow that you know there continues to be all these strong or the all these female characters but they actually embody um what they say they are but I really don't feel they should be saying that they're strong anyway but that's another story but um actually embodying you know these traits and they can have flaws they don't have to be perfect um but I feel like I rambled because I asked you a question but yeah what is your perspective on how do you I only know what I see from me or from my perspective reading these novels how do you view, view some of these you know strong female characters on your end from your perspective I, I sort of think you're uh, you're not wrong about um, the, the the sort of characters that that, that say that they're, they're strong female characters and that they say um, and try to act like they're you know these these tougher characters and then suddenly all of a sudden next scene they're in dire peril again. Um, he's certainly not wrong there, but. Um, Purely from what I have seen, um, I still don't think there's enough of the actual strong female characters who say uh, who, who don't actually say they're strong characters, but they show it yes. by just you know generally being badass and awesome and not needing to be rescued. Right. Um, it's it's that kind of character that that, that I'm certainly trying to. Um, bring in how successful i am is a matter for debate um it's not really for me to say i don't think um but yeah from what i've seen um the the the, the actual strong female characters aren't still aren't prevalent enough but that's just uh, that's that's my personal uh, opinion there oh. i mean it's an interesting opinion i was just um curious about it um, and the funny thing is, a lot of these female characters that um, say they're strong, but they aren't, or, um, you know, hold themselves up to this um, ideal of being, you know, strong, badass, you know, independent woman, these stories are written by women. And so, and I mean, a couple of them, you know, maybe written by men, but overall, I feel like men and women should be able to enjoy stories and should be able to write stories about women characters and they can be weak or strong and weak when I mean weak I don't mean physically but you know have flaws and have weaknesses um they should be able to write and and enjoy these stories so I feel like you do have a say um especially since you're writing these characters you do have a say in it um whether you know these portrayals come off as or um whether they succeed or not in um, portraying what they're trying to portray because overall they're just characters whether they're male or female you know person of color or not 
you know, they're characters. Um, the outside doesn't necessarily matter. It's, you know, what they do, their actions and what's, you know, going on inside their brain and, you know, emotions that really matters. And I mean, if you Absolutely. fail on that level, then should anyone really be enjoying the character? I don't know. Maybe that's harsh. <laughs> What? Uh, no, I think it's. Um, I think you raise uh, some very good points there. Um, what What I was thinking is first, it's it's really interesting that when you when when we say strong female characters, it's. Uh, I always uh, I always kind of uh, um, understood it as not strong as in you know a strong independent woman, but uh, strong as a character. Um, so. You know, it's it's not token character. It's actually a, it's it's a it's a fleshed out, um, um, detail layered uh, character um, that kind of show. Well, that's just you over complicating things. <laughs> and uh, and and the other thing is that um, and I can't say m- with much authority since I don't really read urban fantasy. Um, the last time I, I did, it was the Word of Darkness novels, which were kind of great, but, you know, they are 20, 30 years old now, um, which makes me really old. Um, but, uh, but I feel that um, urban fantasy is kind of the, the thing now, with, uh, and, and it has a, a very healthy overlap with, uh, with young adult um, uh, literature. And um, and those people who who like to read these kind of stories and who kind of uh, um, try to emulate these these kind of stories um, are flooding the flooding the market you know in a way because you know um, publishers recognize the need for diversity. Um, but because they are led by um, old white men, they don't understand it necessarily. Um, mm. Respect for the exception, of course. Um, and so we end up with with kind of poorly written um, material um, on the market, which otherwise wouldn't have made it there. Um, and then we end up with these cliche characters and these cliche situations. And I think that will um, equalize over time, um, just as it did, you know, um, in the in the 70s, 80s or early 90s, um, the fantasy genre was uh, flooded with uh, just horrible, horrible writing, because that that's what was hot and everybody growing up um, uh, who didn't learn how to write yet, um, try to write uh, f- fantasy. Um, so it, it will uh, it will get better. That's that's my take on on the whole thing, and and we will get back to actual actual um, strong characters that happen to be female or or people of color or or whatever. Um, we just need to kind of weather this this wave of inability to write. I think that's that's kind of a major inability to write and and inability to understand um, what people are looking for when they are looking 
uh, for diverse um, uh, characters. Um, that that's a combination that's happening right now. Yeah, I can see it. That's true. I mean, I would definitely like to see. Well, if anything, because I was so interested in the urban fantasy um, genre and you know reading so much of it. And then, you know, eventually, you know, I started noticing that trend of um, why aren't these characters who they say they are? It was pretty much what made me or inspired me, you know, to write the book that I'm writing now. Because if I picked up another book where the woman was some badass um, criminal or, or not criminal, but um, investigator or private eye, which is like, 80% of the urban fantasy market right now. Like I was going to curl and I just did not want to read another book with literally the same character just written slightly different. And so that's why the books um, like the Iron Druid series and um, Harry Dresden Files like really stood out to me. I'm like, oh, finally, like something different. It's not the same you know, one character, you know, one female character, just, you know, different tight clothing, you know, kicking different monster butts. Um, I mean, Buffy did it best. And if you're not going to write Buffy, then don't, you know, you know, because you're not going to do it as, you're not going to do it as good as Joss Whedon. You're just not. All hail Joss Whedon. <laughs> You're biased. Shut up. <laughs> That's that's very true. I have a you know I have an autographed just with picture up on my wall, um, and uh, I'm I'm a huge Buffy fan. And yes, that that's the kind of urban fantasy that uh, you know I, I think um, um, would benefit our current uh, literary landscape. Um, those kind of uh, female yeah. characters like Buffy. Right. And, you know, not just Buffy, there's, you know, Faith and Willow. And, you know, those are all, you know, strong yeah. characters. Um, and, you know, I and I watched Buffy growing up and, you know, I love that series. Um, I think we all did that, actually. <laughs> but I love that series. And, um, you know, Buffy um, because she was real. Um, she had real problems. Um, she And she dealt with some really heavy you know stuff mm -hmm. besides you know like the monsters but i mean like emotionally like she died and came back repeated spoiler alert i guess um for whoever out there who's not seen buffy sorry um if you haven't but... seen buffy by now tough yeah <laughs> but you know like that's some heavy you know stuff for you know that i wasn't really used to seeing uh especially a female character um you know, have to deal with. Um, so that was just fascinating. And Joss Whedon, you did a really good job with Buffy. Speaking of oh, Buffy, no. though, um, are you following the the TV show Winona Earp? Um, I am not. I've heard of this through one of the other writers that I follow. Um, it's something that I still need to check out because it does sound 
pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a, a modern day version of Buffy, um, and it has a healthy amount of mythology um, to to the setting. It, although not um, ancient mythology, but kind of the mythologic version of of the old west, um, like Wyatt Earp and. Uh, and 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 the old westerns and it's really amazing because they they did really pull off the that kind of buffy-esque um mix of uh of really like female characters with agency and uh, and humor and uh and uh drama and and all that stuff so i i highly recommend it i'll have to check it out that sounds and um, I'm actually really interested in westerns, just the stories that are told. I guess westerns and like old samurai movies, I feel share very mm-hmm. similar storylines. Mm. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, you know, like sort of like the lone character comes into town and, you know, cleans up the mess, you know, made by, you know, these bad characters um and so i really love i mean let's let's not forget that uh i think it's um the magnificent seven was originally a samurai movie oh yeah yeah exactly and so um i really enjoyed those types of stories so um that show sounds right up my alley but eventually i would love to write a book um uh um, what is it called the weird west yeah genre Western fantasy genre, because um, that's just fascinating. Like, there's so much potential in that. I feel, mm-hmm. um, although there have been some horrible um, movies and books out there. Um, I won't name them, but or at least I didn't. Um, but I feel like there is a lot of potential, and maybe that'll be the new um, YA or urban fantasy of the future. Yeah. It'll be weird. And, like their stories that should be told yeah. or need to be told and and just another tip if you are not uh, watching it you should uh, i zombie is another kind of ex- excellent example of uh, kind of urban fantasy ish um setting although no vampires just zombies <coughs> um but with you know with real female characters and not just you know um, badass um, protagonists who happen to be played by a, 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 a female actor. Um, so that's another recommendation. And, it, and they are like both Winona Earp and uh, iZombie, the same as Buffy, they were just excellent storytelling. Um, and uh, and I think um, we can learn a lot about how they how they use character and plot, and uh, and blend in uh, the setting to to move things forward. Awesome! Some nice uh, recommendations there. <clears throat> However, uh, we have been going at this for about an hour now, so um, I think it might be time to uh, slowly wrap it up. Um, do you want to do that? So, you know, the percentage of me talking um, is with, with, is low with, slightly. within acceptable and tolerable levels. 
uh, yeah, sure. Um, okay, well, um, we're going to uh, wind this up now. So, um, as usual, there will be uh, links to uh, everybody's uh, profiles in the uh, in the show notes. You can contact us through Twitter. Um, predominantly, we're all on Twitter. Uh, we're all incredibly awesome as well. Um, I highly recommend uh, visiting the the Twitter account of of our very uh, wonderful guest here, um, uh, mainly because she writes really awesome stuff. So by all means, check out Crystal Redding on uh, Twitter. Uh, as I say, accounts uh, will all be in the show notes as well as our own account, the uh, at writerings page. And by all means, please feel free to uh, drop us uh, a line. You can leave voice messages here on Anchor. You can uh, send us messages through through Twitter, as I've just mentioned. And we also have an uh, email address, which is a writerings dot. But, uh, Greg, help me out. I can never remember the, the email address. writerings.podcast at gmail.com. I knew that. I was just testing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah you can drop us a line there as well Um, so yeah I guess uh, all that remains is for me to say uh, farewell and goodbye and for the others to say whatever they have to say as well (laughs) I'm terrible at this thank you guys for having been fun it's been a pleasure absolutely and thank you crystal for uh for taking the time to talk to us and to um teach us about um a different sensibility i think uh i think in in general terms we all agree on on the big stuff but uh you know uh hearing uh different uh hearing from different uh viewpoints is is always always a good thing and uh and yeah i i i look forward to reading your book definitely we all do. Oh, thank you guys. Um, yes, it's been very insightful, and I just thank you guys so much for inviting me, and it was a blast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Well, thank you, both of you, um, for keeping me from talking too much, um, and thank you, really. Um, <laughs> it's a constant struggle, Greg. It really is. Well, you know, high maintenance, high maintenance. Artists, you know, uh, <laughs> Um, and uh, thank you uh, uh, for those listening for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you next time next that's it we'll talk to you next time thank you very much and good night the podcast you just heard was published with Anchor Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.